and welcome to Skynet Today's Last Week in AI podcast, where you can hear AI researchers chat about what's going on with AI. As usual, in this episode, we'll provide summaries and discussion of last week's most interesting AI news. You can also check out our Last Week in AI newsletter at lastweekend.ai for articles we did not cover in this episode. I am one of your hosts, Dr. Sharon Joe. And I'm your other host, Andrei Kurenkov. In this episode, we'll be talking about funding for chip startups, new features at Google powered by AI, uh, some results on using deep learning for dealing with uh, physics equations and also analog AI, a bit about job automation and uh, lawmakers looking into face scanning technology, and then a really funny story about and a Thomas car that was pulled over by the police. <laughs> uh, so yeah, diving in. First up, we have our first story. Venture funding for chip startups has doubled in the last five years thanks to AI. And the story is pretty much what the title implies. There's been a really uh, big surge in funding for startups dealing with uh, creation of essentially novel chip infrastructures and designs. And that's uh, largely due to these uh, purpose-built semiconductor devices that are more specialized for AI and are not general purpose, like what we typically have with CPUs and GPUs. So this article from protocol.com has uh, quite a lot of details on this trend, and it's pretty interesting. They have some pretty cool graphs too. So they show how uh, the deal, how deals have very much increased in amount from 2017 to today, and um, also how deal count hasn't necessarily gone up when it comes to chips. So it's really just funding soaring. Uh, and overall, I would say funding is generally soaring in AI and in startups in general. They they just cost more um, as rounds get bigger and bigger each year. Uh, and specifically, the article points out that, you know, the one of the most advanced NLP models, probably, you know, GBT will need 275 times the compute power every two years to work. And so these chip companies are very much doubling down on how to make this faster, especially when Moore's law right now is uh, projected not to not to work with the physics. So we're going to have to have these specialized AI chips for, for this to work. Yeah, yeah. I think we discussed uh, some of these trends before and, uh, a few weeks ago about the need, the doubling of compute power and so on, how it's way outpacing what we've typically seen in the AI space. And so, uh, yeah, as a result, this makes a lot of sense. Uh, the article yeah, has some fun details. So, for instance, um, you know, the funding has more than doubled. And concretely, that means that in 2017, uh, there were uh, $800 million involved in funding for chip startups. And then in 2021, it was $1.8 billion. Uh, so, you know, lots of money being flown around and some companies uh, that are valued at a lot. For instance, Cerebra Systems is now at over $4 billion. So, yeah, quite, uh, you know growing space. And uh, I think both I and Sharon have probably seen uh, bits and pieces of this and are curious to see where it goes. 
Absolutely. And on to our next article, Google's multi-search feature lets you search with text and images at the same time. All right, so this is a feature that Google has uh, rolled out. It's a new search feature and you can actually enter both text and images at the same time to help with your search. And one of, you know, one of the most, uh, you know, interesting things is that this is really pushing forward all that we've been talking about, you know, multimodal models. And so this is making things even more personal and you can, you know, do something like take a picture of an orange dress and then add the word green to your search query and be able to get pictures of green dresses that look like, you know, the shape or, or, you know, uh, texture something of the orange dress. Uh, so that's pretty cool that we're now seeing multimodal, multimodal models get deployed, uh, on mass with Google and specifically it's with uh, the Google app uh, uh, called Google Lens, uh, the feature, which, you know, Andre and I hadn't really heard about um, since we use Google on our computers more. Uh, but yes, you can, you can uh, use this uh, now it's in beta. Yeah. So as you said, kind of a neat demonstration of trying to push forward this multimodal stuff we've seen and uh, research a lot to actual products. And it kind of reminds me of just VQA visual question answering, which is a common task, but now you can take a photo of a dress and be like, you know, I guess not ask a question, but you know, find me a dress of this type of a different color. Uh, so I could definitely see this being useful for various things. Um, yeah, absolutely. And it's starting off with shopping now, but I, I could see this um, being useful. I, I definitely question kind of what the user experience is like, whether that's really intuitive, that, that that's what's happening. Um, but I'm I'm curious to see, uh, see this roll out and people use it. Yeah. Yeah. So cool to see more AI, you know, coming out all the time as always. And on to our lightning round, just a couple more stories we won't cover in depth. First up, we have nurse assisting robotics firm Diligent raises $30 million. So this is about the firm Diligent, which sells the Moxie robot to hospitals to assist uh, nurses in carrying out uh, tasks like carrying things and things like that. And as the title says, they have raised uh, a new round of funding to try and expand, uh, which is quite exciting, I think, because both I and Sharon know some of the people who founded it. Uh, so very cool to see their word going forward. Congrats, Vivian, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, it is 30 million Series B from Tiger Global. Uh, and our next lightning round article is sorry, developers, Microsoft's new tool fixes the bugs in software code written by AI. Uh, so Microsoft uh, just released Jigsaw, which can automate the process of checking and editing code uh, outputted by a machine. And so, uh, you know, this is a, a next step of uh, AI coming in to check and edit code, uh, check for bugs. Uh, I, I love how the article starts with sorry, developers, because <laughs> um, uh, I guess uh, so many of us love that task. No, I'm kidding. It's just getting replaced. Um, is, is <laughs> Mm. Yeah, yeah. So now, you know, you can use GitHub Copilot and then test it with another tool to make sure it didn't give you buggy code, which I guess is a good next step. And on to our research and advancements stories. First up, we have uh, deep learning poised to blow up 
famed fluid equations from Quanta Magazine. So this is a pretty hefty article, uh, quite interesting, uh, about a recent paper called Asymptomic Self-Similar Blora Profile for 3D Euler via Physics-Informed Neural Networks. Uh, so a bit of a mouthful, uh, as you can tell. And uh, to put it into understandable terms, it's about this paper that has explored uh, using a physics-informed neural network to study a very old uh, system of equations or types of equations uh, describing uh, fluid dynamics. And uh, with these types of equations, uh, I guess one of the things mathematicians try to find are singularities, which is essentially when kind of you get impossible or nonsensical results like infinities and so on. And uh, so there's been work to try and find if you, there are singularities that can result uh, with these like fluid dynamic equations. So far, they haven't been found and it's tricky because you basically need to simulate and compute and it's hard to find them. And so this new paper that came out uh, just a few months ago showed that you can use uh, these physics-informed neural networks, essentially neural networks that are optimized with certain constraints to then uh, be able to, using some other fancy math that <laughs> I will not get into, the article actually does explain a lot of this, uh, but it'll take a while to recap. Basically they were able to pinpoint the way towards a singularity, which has been uh, kind of an ongoing effort by mathematicians all over. So uh, yeah, I guess a, a really interesting intersection between deep mathematics and physics and deep learning. I'm really excited to see how, you know, this is definitely a trend that's uh, been happening around uh, math and deep learning and accelerating our understanding of math uh, moving forward. And I really think there are ways where these models can very much help our understanding with math and make breakthroughs in the future, uh, especially since, you know, you know, some some of our proofs might be, you know, verifiable in some way. Um, and so it's it's cool to see this uh you know, really, really be able to make headway um, much further than perhaps things that require, you know, much more human components or aren't verifiable easily um, just by just by looking at it. And so here, um, yeah, this is just one example of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, the article also describes a bit how, at least in general, I guess, in math, there has been a trend towards uh, compute, computer assisted proofs. And, you know, even aside of, outside of AI, just using computers to help find results. Uh, so, yeah, as you said, it's cool to see another demonstration of how this is possible. And on to our next article, Analog AI. It sounds crazy, but it might be the future. Uh, so this article is about uh, an AI chip company uh, called Mythic. Uh, that is creating, you know, the future of AI that is analog, which is, you know, a kind of chip that will is designed specifically for AI. Uh, very much harks back to an earlier, the earlier article we were talking about um, how Moore's law is running into problems um, when it comes to physics, uh, and so. 
companies like Mythic are creating chips that can, in this case, handle the matrix multiplications in a neural network uh, in an analog way. Um, and specifically for this analog computing, um, for a, you know core neural network matrix uh, operations, they're looking at uh, vector, uh, they're looking at voltage in and current out uh, to be able to do, say, a matrix uh, multiplication. And so that's, I, I feel like this is super cool um, seeing how this will make it much cheaper and faster to run uh, models, uh, both on the edge, but also uh, uh, in the cloud. Yeah, yeah. I think anyone who is kind of a computer science nerd would be intrigued. Um, I mean, to uh, just uh, expand a little bit, um, they are going analog to the extent that, as far as I understand, there's basically no transistors, right? There's no bits involved here. It's not digital. Uh, and that's what our computers, all of them do, GPUs, CPUs, right? They're all based around bits and programs that are bits. And so matrix multiplication and addition are just sequences of operations on bits and so it's it's not hard to imagine that if you just did addition via just straight up adding up two sets of voltages via a chip or circuit and that's your addition it'll be way faster um but so far that hasn't been really done i guess because digital is much easier to do in some sense so would be really cool if this actually pans out. Uh, so this would be really, really cool. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and uh, they are now, you know, piloting this with their first customers. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Indeed. And on to our lightning round. We have first up AI and infrared infrared spec microscopy identify the age and species of mosquitoes. And so researchers uh, in the UK and Africa have developed a quick and cost-effective way to determine the age of malaria mosquitoes using this mid-infrared spectroscopy. And um, I guess the use of AI there helps uh, analyze the data. And so that's important to uh, assess the effectiveness of control interventions uh, since only older mosquitoes can transmit uh, malaria. And our other article is deep science combining vision and language could be the key to more capable AI. Uh, and so this article is, it talks about how there's new research showing signs of encouraging progress from robots that can figure out steps to satisfy basic commands like get a water bottle to text producing systems that learn from explanations. And this is very much, uh, you know, this is a TechCrunch article that very much is an overview uh, of a lot of articles that we have touched on in the past together. Yeah, and then uh, it also touches on uh, this new paper that is related to all these uh, uh, articles uh, called uh, SACAN uh, as one of them. So SACAN just came out from Google and Everyday Robotics and basically uses these things like uh, GPT-3 to, in some sense, do uh, common sense reasoning or decision-making for robotics. Really cool paper. Yeah. So uh, good article to check out if you're curious. And on to our society and ethics stories. Uh, first up, 
the miserable lives of cyborg, cyborg truck drivers from one zero. So this article is a bit of an overview of the overall idea that AI and automation are not co costing people jobs yet, employment and things like trucking where people are predicting automation will cost jobs is still rising, but the actual job quality is going down. And that's in part because of new automated uh, kind of management techniques, basically surveillance. Uh, and we've heard some of this before where you have, you know, sensors inside the truck that uh, automatically check if the engine is turned off at night, um, different electronic logging signals uh, that monitor when the truckers are driving uh, so that they're known when to be paid. And now there's even more like cameras that point at their faces and microphones recording audio, which are, um, you know, possibly or likely powered by AI to detect what is happening with the driver. So basically the article goes over all this stuff and uh, asserts that even though jobs aren't being lost, uh, they are getting worse because automation AI are kind of becoming these automated managers that enforce uh, the workers to be, you know, incredibly efficient. Yeah, this is really sad to see how, you know, AI is not good enough to actually do the job, but it is good enough to, to do surveillance uh, and only surveillance. And so uh, that's how it's like micromanaging, I guess, some of these people and beyond micromanagement, like not giving them a break beyond the rule. Otherwise, you know, that otherwise a human would um, and basically understanding like the human side of things and the exceptions that come with the human side of things, um, that these uh, more rigid, I guess, systems don't, don't have that human touch. And so that that's quite unfortunate about what's, what's happened, um, as a result. Yeah. And you can easily imagine this kind of thing being commonplace in factories and all these working conditions that are hard enough as is. So, um, yeah, it's <laughs> not a, not a nice thought and hopefully um you know unions or lawmakers will be able to kind of uh, do some sort of regulation to make sure it's not too dystopian and on to our next article house lawmakers launch investigation of face scan contractor id.me and so uh, last Thursday, uh, House lawmakers launched an investigation into the efficacy and security of the identify identity verification contractor ID.me uh, after uh, government agencies were using it, including the IRS, which, you, which we uh, covered earlier. And so this was a 10-page letter that was addressed to um, the CEO of ID.me, and it was lawmakers requesting that the company turn over very detailed records about its contracts with different governments at the local, state, and federal levels, uh, and looking into potential inaccuracies in its systems, uh, because there was you know serious concerns that all of these federal agencies, about 10 federal, 30 state governments uh, were contracting with ID.me and uh, specifically using the facial recognition service. 
And so this is, you know, an escalation of years of controversy over the government's growing use of facial recognition. Um, and this really boiled over this year after the IRS said it would require Americans to scan their faces to access their tax accounts. Uh, and this has been, you know, bipartisan uh, since 2019, um, but things have installed since then. Uh, but now it's it's really picked up again. Uh, and uh, ID.me said it would drop the facial recognition requirement for all federal and state agencies as a result. Uh, and the IRS said it would try to transition away from this service. And uh, in, in February, just so you know the extent of this, the company said that 73 million people had used the service, um, but of course would be able to delete their selfies or photo data. Uh, and, uh, you know, they... There's a lot of um, money going into this and the IRS would have to terminate uh, if it would really want to move away, terminate its $86 million contract with ID.me. Wow. <laughs> yeah, really interesting developments. Uh, it's it's kind of impressive that all this came about because of this controversy that happened over the IRS uh, login stuff. And now, yeah, it turns out that ID.me has been used by a bunch more of the government. It, it has had some seeming accuracy issues and, and delays and things like that. So at least hopefully this would, you know, this uh, investigation could improve how both federal, federal and uh, state governments use these kinds of technologies. Um, perhaps even lead to regulation, <laughs> although who knows how long that'll take, uh, but still interesting outcome. Yeah, definitely. Very, very interesting outcome and definitely accelerating, you know, AI regulations in the space in the, at the federal level. Yeah. And, uh, on that note, actually going to our lightning round, we have the story Biden administration takes step forward on AI policy. Uh, so the Department of Commerce has appointed more than two dozen experts to a committee that will advise President Joe Biden on AI policy. And we've seen this as a bit of a trend that the federal government has been establishing uh, kind of more tech savvy positions, uh, including with respect to AI. Um, so this was actually a direct order from the National AI Initiative Act of 2020. So, um, yeah, and it, this committee will include executives from companies like Google, Salesforce, NVIDIA, Microsoft, as well as some uh, academics from, you know, universities such as Stanford and so on. So, um, yeah, interesting. And our next article is FDA issues advisory on use of AI machine learning for large vessel, vessel occlusion in the brain. Uh, so uh, the FDA basically said that some radiologists might not be aware of the intended use of triage and notification devices uh, that use AI uh, and has issued an advisory on the use of imaging software specifically for patients with suspected LVO, uh, large vessel occlusion in the brain, which is um, common for stroke. And on to our next section, uh, fun and neat. 
The first article is GM Cruise Autonomous Taxi Pulled Over by Police in San Francisco Without Humans Bolts Off. All right. So this is a pretty hilarious situation uh, where a, you know, autonomous taxi or, or a cruise vehicle operated by GM and cruise um, didn't have a driver and was pulled over by the SF uh, police department. I, and actually, you know, after <laughs> after pulled over, it kind of then tries to uh, move, you know, take off, as people say. Uh, cruise did respond that it wasn't taking off. It was trying to pull over to the next uh, safest location um, from the st- traffic stop as intended. Uh, and it's a really funny video. I encourage you to go look at it. You, you see the officers not knowing exactly how to handle this situation because there's no driver. Uh, and it's 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 really funny. It, it feels like, you know, the transition between now and the future. Yeah, it's it's quite amusing for sure. And uh, yeah, Cruz responded to it and basically the vehicle was operating as it was supposed to. It uh, yielded to a police vehicle and then pulled over to a nearest safe location. But the officer clearly didn't expect that or didn't understand that's what happened. And so it all ended up looking pretty comical. And this was just shot by some bystander on the street. Um, and we found out, uh, and Sharon found out that Cruz has this whole like 15 minute long video for police officers and other uh, first responders uh, on how to interact with these autonomous cars. So definitely not the first time we'll see something like this, I think. (laughs) Definitely not the first time. pretty funny. I think it looks like it's taken off because, you know, normally for a human, they would say, okay, I'll pull over over there. Or, you know, there would be a little bit of a back and forth there of what to do. But since there was no verbal feedback or anything, you know, not even, it can't really point to where it would then meet again, you know, that it looked like it was about to just take off after the officer talked to it and went back to uh, his own uh, police car. So that it's a really funny interaction. Yeah, it, it really drove off quick, uh, <laughs> which was, yeah, check it out. We'll have a link as usual in the episode description, or you can just Google it. You know, GM Cruise bolts off, you'll find it. Also, I think I said this is not the f- first time. This is this is not the last time, is, is what I mean. We'll see more <laughs> of these kinds of incidents uh, soon enough, I imagine. And then on to our last uh, pretty neat story. This is actually a YouTube video that is a bit fun, and it's just how AI helps students learn. And it's talking about... An initiative in California that uses AI to help students review stuff they've learned and kind of customize uh, what they're shown. And it's, it's kind of like a more advanced version of Duolingo or something like that, where the AI can, can help guide what you review and, and how you review and so on. So um, kind of a fun video just to sh- see kids interacting with stuff and see how it affects young people. Uh, but not quite as funny as the last one, for sure. 
Not as funny, but I really like how they had a kid, a user, actually give his own testimonial of um, how the AI was working, how the system was working. And he basically said it knows what topics I should really learn um, as it adapts to his learning pace. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I think definitely as we all are getting used to the post-COVID reality that probably online education and I guess digital assisted education makes sense. Uh, I do hope there's more of these sort of intelligence, AI powered kind of learning platforms. I do believe it might be quite beneficial. And with that, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Skynet Today's Last Week in AI podcast. You can find the articles we discussed here today and subscribe to our weekly newsletter with similar ones at lastweekin.ai. Subscribe and leave us a review, leave us a rating, and tune in and tell your friends to tune in. Yes, do that. Do that. That was zoning out. But uh, yes, subscribe or tell your friends to subscribe and review the podcast and keep listening and all that. <laughs>